Amen. God loves you and wants to speak to you, and God wants to speak through you. He speaks to us in different ways. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. And guess what? He speaks to us through men and women. Why does he use men and women? He has no one else. He uses you and I in our flaws, our weaknesses, and what have you. I believe the sound that is coming up, the conference, really stretches people. It's like if you're from a traditional church background, or maybe you're new to the faith, maybe you haven't read the New Testament, I think you could be very, very much stretched during the sound because of what takes place uh, during the sound. It's like going to the gym. Everybody, anybody ever went to the gym before and you're like, ah, I'm going to go to the gym and you work out and you're like, man, I'm so sore. I got, I didn't even know I had the muscles, man. I'm just, wow. I got, well, I think that the sound can do that, really get you operating in spiritual muscles that need to be developed or they need to be stretched. Kind of like putting you on a spiritual bench press or a spiritual squat or what have you in areas that you may not have seen maybe you never operated maybe you haven't even known of the bible says uh for the lack of knowledge people perish so sometimes it's not the lack of faith sometimes it's the lack of knowing the lack of knowledge that people perish well one of my jobs is hopefully to add to your knowledge by his grace and his word i think god wants to bring us into the lord's gym into god's gym in order to build those spiritual muscles that you may maybe you typically have not used didn't even know that they existed how many of you know you don't know what you don't know Okay, sometimes we don't know. It's easy to criticize when you don't know what you don't know. It's easy to criticize areas that you've never been involved with. So I, I, I encourage you to come in with an open heart, open mind. I encourage you to uh, test anything according to God's word because what you'll see and experience all is in God's word. This, this God's love language series is to ready you for the sound, but it's also not just for the sound, but also for the future. God wants you to know his voice. He wants you to be his voice in this generation. The other day, Christmas night, actually, I, I uh, was praying and all of a sudden I just felt like out of the blue, God began to speak to me about a ministry trip that Ray Dean and I are getting ready to go on in January in Arizona. And I felt like God gave me specific instruction for that ministry trip. Why do I say that? It's because God cares. God loves, God cares, he loves his people, and guess what? He wants to speak through you. But there is a key, there is a key of the gifts of God, and it's faith. You, you got to be willing to step out of the boat. You got to be willing to take a risk. You got to be, be willing to take a step of faith. I, I want you to show you a few scriptures today. Somebody say desire. I think one thing that we all have to be willing to do is desire spiritual gifts. If God's got a big old Christmas gift underneath the tree for you, but you're like, nah, not opening it. There's got to be a desire in our hearts for the things of God pertaining to the scripture. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. Say that with me, desire spiritual gifts. 
If that desire is not there yet, maybe you've not known about that. Maybe you've never been trained in that. Maybe you've never been in a church that practices that. I want to tell you right now, welcome to Heart of the City Church. We want every ounce of what the Bible, every promise that God has for us. We want to operate in the fullness of what God has for us, the full gospel. The Bible says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you, talking to you, Paul's speaking to you right now, this moment like he did to the church of Corinth, that you're to pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, and he wants you, especially you, to prophesy. Everyone say desire. I think he also wants you to pursue it. The first thing he says right there is pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. I believe there should be a pursuit in our lives when it comes to the things of God, his love, of course, but also his giftings. And now I want you to look at your neighbor and say, don't be ignorant. No, 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 say it. Let it come out of your mouth. Don't be shy. Look at him. Say, don't be ignorant. That's not me saying that. That's Paul speaking to the Corinth church. He says this, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. God doesn't want you to be ignorant that there's spiritual gifts that he has for you to open and to operate in, to function in. And it's not about you, but it's about building up the prophet for all. I'm going to read that. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. We're going to read, uh, talk about gifts and activities and ministries, I want to share with you a few of those that I think that you'll see during the sound. Last night, a gentleman was operating in the word of knowledge, and a woman's life was totally changed because he got a name and said, does this name make sense to you? And it was a name that really impacted her. And her life was changed by what? A word of knowledge. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. I want to read this, verses 4 through 11. There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. Everyone say spirit. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. Gifts, ministries. There are diversity of activities. But it is the same God who works all in all. Right there in the beginning, you see Paul, he brings in the Trinity into even speaking about gifts. Spirit, Lord, God. Then you see what I call the GMAs. You see the G, the gifts. M, ministries. A, activities. Guess who those gifts, ministries, and activities are for to operate in is you. If it's not you, then who in the world is going to ever operate in the gifts and the ministries and the activities that God has to reach this world? I want to tell you, you need to take ownership in it today. Because God wants to use you. You got to be willing to take a step of faith. You got to be willing to open the gift, have faith to believe that he's going to speak to you and through you. And it goes on to say, but the manifestations of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It's not so some prophet can get up here and go, wow, look at me. Look at my, I'm the apostle, prophet, evangelist, preacher. I got all the gifts. It's not about that at all. It's about God wants to use vessels 
to speak through, to touch lives, to transform lives. For who? For the profit of all. God wants to build up his church. He wants to build up your life. He might want to use you to build up others. And for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to the, another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to other interpretation of tongues, but this but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, I believe that all those gifts that I just wrote, that I just read, that Paul wrote, you can operate in any of them in any given time. Why? Because if you're a believer and walking with Christ today, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So here I am, I'm a temple, you're a temple, Logan's a temple, you're a temple, we're a temple, and the Holy Spirit can speak through you. He can speak through you the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, faith, healing, miracle. He can do that. Now, at the same rate, I think that some people have strong suits. Like, for example, if you know Ken right here, you know he can build houses and build all kinds of foundations, stuff like that. He can just build. He's just built that way. Some people are built, hey, they are built in the area of word of knowledge and word of wisdom and miracles. And they're, they're just bent that way. And then you have people who are bent that way. And guess what they do? They desire it. They pursue it. They press into God. And they use that spiritual muscle. They work it. They work it. And if you work it, it works. They, they mature and they grow that spiritual muscle muscle because they pursue they desire and they press into god if you're standing here you're like god just if you want to use me just <laughs> it's all you G. what is that that's not pursue that's not zeal that's not desire god wants you to press in to work it man work spiritually bench press get off the bench and bench press get in the game you'll be amazed of how God will use you if you do simple things like fat if you're faithful make yourself available and be teachable you would be amazed what God can do with those three little simple things in your life faithful available and teachable well the first thing I want to bring your attention to there was many gifts written right there but I want to draw your attention to three or four of them today the first one is a word of wisdom say that with me word of wisdom the Bible teaches about wisdom Solomon was a very wise guy Stephen stumped people with his wisdom there's all kinds of wisdom there's wisdom of this age there's worldly wisdom but then there is a word of wisdom all of a sudden someone gives you a word or God uses you he speaks to you to speak to someone wisdom from on high that intercedes or interjects into their life that maybe they've been having a difficulty in business for two years and all of a sudden God speaks to them through an individual a word of wisdom 
and that they've been searching and they've been praying and it changes everything. Maybe even someone who's an inventor and they're like, I can't get this thing to work. And all of a sudden, a word of wisdom comes. And it doesn't have to be something as big as an invention. It could be something dealing with a child or a relationship or even a word of wisdom in your physical condition. And all of a sudden, wisdom from on high, supernatural wisdom comes and, and intervenes on behalf of an individual and their life is absolutely changed a word of wisdom i think that there's a great possibility that you will see words of wisdom activated at the sound say that with me word of wisdom and then you see another gift there uh, I think that you would see Jesus operating in the word of wisdom whenever he was 40-day fasting and the enemy was after him. What did the enemy use against Jesus? The word of God. You know why I use the word of God? Because he knows the word. The devil knows the word probably better than you. And he works it. And then Jesus would come back, bam, but it is written, man shall not live by breath alone it's just like god gave jesus a word of wisdom to combat the enemy words of wisdom are powerful then you see another gifting in those scriptures that i read word of knowledge say that with me word of knowledge all of a sudden what is what, what is a word of knowledge knowledge maybe maybe god uses someone to speak a word of knowledge supernatural knowing in your life no one knows about it. It's like, wow, you get a word of knowledge. It's like, wow, there is a God. He is in the house. He knows my address. Matter of fact, people get, people get names and people get address. Like last night, a gentleman got a name, and all of a sudden, it changed this woman's life. Why? Through a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge, word of wisdom impacted Radine and I's life. I'll tell you about that in just a few minutes. But I'm going to show you an example of a word of knowledge out of the scriptures. If you look at John 4, you'll see that Jesus had to go to Samaria. Had to go. He was tired. He's standing by a well, and all of a sudden, a woman's there. He begins to minister to a Samaritan woman. First of all, a woman and a Samaritan, not good in any form or fashion in their culture. He begins to minister to her, and this word of knowledge drops in Jesus' heart. Guess what? He didn't go on her Facebook. He didn't go on her Instagram. He didn't look her up on Google. No, it was Google from heaven, Jesus. God dropping in godly knowledge from heaven into the heart of Jesus about this woman. Let me give you an example. The woman in verses 17 through 19, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus just starts unloading the word of knowledge. Jesus said to her, uh, you have said, well, I have no husband. You have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband in that you spoke truly. Look at her response. This is what happens. The woman said to her, said to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Why? Because all, all of a sudden, Jesus has never met this woman in her life. God begins to drop a word of knowledge in Jesus' heart because, by the way, Jesus is God. And this word of knowledge is, hey, hey, hey you, you, you're not married now. You've been married five times and you're living with a dude right now. And all of a sudden, when that happens, that word of knowledge hits the heart of a person. Why in the world would Jesus go there? I guarantee you it's the most painful place in that woman's life. 
And when you go to that painful place, it's like God wants to bring love, the love language of God. He wants to bring love and healing uh, to her life. And then look what takes place. Look at the impact a word of knowledge can have into her life and to a whole city. And the woman, then she's so excited, she left her water pot. <laughs> Went her way into the city and said to the men, come and see. Listen, this, is, this is her testament. Look what she said. Come and see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Now, we, we know that Jesus did not do that. He didn't sit there and tell her everything that she did. No, no, she, he went right there. Five marriages, living with a dude, and it just like burst her heart wide open. She goes to the city and says, you got to check out this guy. Wow. And it started impacting people's life in Samaria. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. And then because of her testimony, many came to know Jesus Christ. And then Jesus goes into that city. Many more come to know Jesus Christ, all because of revival happening in one woman's heart. And then she bringing that revival into a city, Samaria. And it just goes like wildfire. Why? Because of a word of knowledge. Are you following me? Word of knowledge. I was in a gym one time. I felt like the Lord told me something about this lady, and, and that day I, I chickened out and I left. Went there the next day, and she was there. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And I walk up to her, and I just said, ma'am, I'm a, I'm a pastor, and I just felt like the Lord showed me this and want to tell you this. And I began to share with her, and you know her response? This was her response. did not encourage me very well. <laughs> so I left. I went back the next day, and she came up to me, and she says, you know, the word that you told me, what you shared with me was true. I went to the shower, and I just wept. She says, do you have a church service? I said, yeah, this weekend. She says, no, before that. I go, yeah, youth pastors. We got Millennium Fire Church tonight. She came, dedicated her life to Christ that night. She brought her husband. She, she brought her husband the following weekend to the main church service and he comes in and this guy is yoked no 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 you don't even know the brothers whop. he's uh like third or fifth mr olympia and he comes in and he gets he he comes to the altar i think through the worship service and recommits his life to jesus christ the power of a word of knowledge yes. let me give you let me give you another example of the power of word of knowledge word of wisdom uh, my beautiful wife, years ago, 23 years ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, she had not told me yet. I got a call from the doctor. And so I went home, and there was a very, very bad diagnosis on our like kitchen table on pink paper. I'll never forget. Chemotherapy, mesendectomy, partial mesendectomy, radiation. It was like, wow. We talked. Coming up right after that was SnowQuest. We were going to SnowQuest, and we brought in this minister that I very I, I didn't know very well at all back then, 23 years ago or so. His name was Tracy Armstrong. And some of you know Tracy. He's been in the church two or three times, a wonderful minister, amazing prophet. And in the midst of when he gets up to begin sharing, he says, I, feel, I have a word. There's someone here that uh, they have cancer, that you've been diagnosed with cancer. And we just sat there. And then he digs a little deeper, and it's in a female organ 
So my wife comes forward, and he begins to give her a word of, the word of knowledge was there, but then wisdom and prophecy. Hey, you've been diagnosed, you've had two tests. You're going to go get the third test. Listen to the wisdom on this. You're going to get the third test. It's going to come back negative. Cancer is going to be broken in your body, in your life. So we go to get the third test, and the specialist did not like that whatsoever. He had an attitude. He's like, hey, your, your fasting and your herbs is not going to help you. What's going to help you is pretty much me. We're like, sir, we just need a third test. Please just give us a third test. So he finally said he would give the third test, and we're in there having a good time. My wife's laughing and, and grinning and just having a wonderful time in the cancer institution. Yeah. He goes, I gotta go, I gotta go get this test checked, see if I got enough cells. He leaves and and the nurse comes back in, shuts the door, and goes, What is it with you guys? I mean, it's like we're in trouble or something, you know? She goes, This is a place of death, and you're laughing and and uh, it was like, for me, it was like, please, please preach the gospel to me. And that's what we did. And she, she said, I'm bringing my daughter to your church. We're like, hallelujah, come on. And so this was on a Friday, and the doctor said, come back. Hey, got everything we needed. Going to call you Monday. Going to call you Monday around noon. So he didn't call at noon, and he finally called. I got the got that, you know, back in the day when it was a cordless phone, and I got on the phone, he wouldn't talk to me. So I handed it to Ray Dean, and she's got the phone up there, and I got my ear up to the phone. He goes, I've had two or three, I think, chemists or whatever it was, specialists look at your, your, your test, and you have no cancer in your body. And so, yeah, of course, that was very exciting, but there is mystery all around prophecy and word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Let me give you an example. She still had a, 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 a lump, and she chose to get it removed. That doctor sliced and diced it and said, there's no cancer in it. It was also said that, you know, cancer would be broken in your body. But, you know, my wife's had cancer twice since then. So there is a lot of mystery around word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, but let me encourage you with something. It's still very real, and it totally changed our life. My wife and I, we have an opportunity to go and minister prophetically in other churches. And I'm going to tell you right now, my little five-foot-four wife right here is a lethal prophetic package. Seriously. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm dead serious. It's like... Man, I'm like her arm candy when we're out ministering because, seriously, because she is so lethal, prophetic, and it's just amazing to watch her when her gifts released and she's with, and she's in that pit. I, it just brings so much life to people, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophetic, so forth and so on. But you know what? God, listen. Listen, man, I wish I could just reach in and just put faith in your heart. God wants you to operate that way also. It's not for a few green berets. 
It's not for those who just are on staff. God wants you to be armed and day. He wants you to be released in the gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healings, miracles. How about this? Prophecy. Do you know there's, there's some that think there's 400 prophecies in the Old Testament that points to Jesus Christ? Wow. Pro- the power. You know, the Bible is a book of prophecies. It's full of prophets. You know what? It's alive and active today. Acts 2, New Testament. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Earnestly desire. What does it say? Let me get down to prophecy for a minute in closing. It's powerful. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. You being used by God in a gym or at your workplace or in a family gathering, it doesn't have to be on a stage like this. In your college, to your professor. Come on. Turn their world upside down when you become the sound of God, when you become the voice of God to that individual. Is it real? Yeah. Is it available? Absolutely. Does God want to use you? Absolutely. Listen to this. This is what prophecy does. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. If you think prophecy is uh, fire is falling down from heaven on Coeur d'Alene and it's going to be swiped out and you're all going to hell in a grease pole. What kind of doom and gloom is that? Can God? God can do whatever he wants. But New Testament prophecy is to exhort, is to edify, and is to comfort people. So if you get a word, the first thing that you have to say is that, does it line up with God's word? And if it does, then number two, are you going to receive it? There's some things on the receiving end that you have to think about. That's why we're going to have also response week. Before we planted the church, Radine and I went through what's called prophetic assembly. We had four prophets prophesy over us. Do you know today, you know, I can remember what Mark Strong, some of the things that he said, and Violet Kitely. I mean, this woman who had Smith's Wigglesworth in her home. Sat in, I think sat in Smith Wigglesworth's lap when she was little or something like that. Her grandson, Patrick Kitely, prophesied over us. Uh, Jess, Jess Strickland. Why is that? Those words that was spoken over our life, when all hell was breaking loose in our life, you know what we could do? We could go back to the word of God spoken over our life. We could stand on that word, and we could wage a good warfare with the prophecy spoken over our life. It's the power of prophecy. All of a sudden, God speaks to you about your marriage or speaks to you about your child and all hell breaks loose. You know what you can do? You can wage a good war. That's what Paul told Timothy. Wage a good warfare with what? The prophecy spoken over your life. So all these things that I speak of today, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, 
miracles, healings. They're all to profit the body, to build the body up. And so be prepared, be praying that way as we approach Seek Week, as we approach response. You're like, J.O., I'm, I'm lost in life. I don't have direction in my life. Wow, you don't want to miss the sound. God, I don't, I don't know what my call is. You don't want to miss the sound. Do you know that in the midst of the atmosphere of the sound, God might speak to one person, but you may know that he's also speaking to you. Why? Because it's a prophetic atmosphere. God is here and he's speaking and he's moving and, and it's a powerful time. Sometimes it offends people. It offends the snot out of their flesh. They're like, I've never seen this before. It's so easy to criticize something you have no clue about. But I tell you, it's right in the Bible. And if you read the Bible, you'll see it. And I'll, hey, you can challenge me on anything that we do here. And if it's not in the Bible, okay, then we'll look at it. But if it's in the Bible, believe me, we're going to go for it. We're going to believe it, going to activate it. We want all the promises of God. Yes and amen. 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 The two couples that we're bringing in are just wonderful. One of them is my pops in the Lord, Bob McGregor. Uh, we were sent out of the church years ago to plant. He literally will prophesy the pain off that wall. He is a full-blooded prophet, just his wife, Sue, operates in word of knowledge and wisdom. This other couple, John, John Wilkins, you're going to love him and his wife from, from San Francisco, how God's using them. You will be tremendously blessed at the sound. But it's part of my job is to prepare you for things, uh, to hopefully stir your faith, to get you seeking possibly fasting. Joe, I can't fast. Man, I thought first time I fast, I was like, wow, I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was all good. I thought, you ain't going to die. You ain't going to starve to death. You may feel like you're starving to death. You ain't going to starve to death. You've ate plenty over Christmas. <laughs> plenty. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Amen.